and welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the Omaha World Herald. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. I'm your host, Jake Anderson, and joining me, reunited, Mike Sauter. How are you doing today, Mike? Reunited, and it feels so good, Jake. Exactly. I'm surprised. State didn't football. Play State football. How can you not be excited? I'm excited. It's not going to be that cold either. Uh, it might. That's all right. Uh, at least it's not going to snow. Yeah, that's better. We've got 16 games to preview today. I did the math. That's, that's four, a lot. That's four in, four in each class for 11 man. So let's get right into it. Mm-hmm. Class A, first off, Millard West against Elkhorn South. Yeah. Um, you know, common opponent, opponent here is Carney. Um, and, and Millard West beat Carney, I think it was 23-13, something like that, uh, a few weeks ago. And then, um, you know, big, big win for Elkhorn South, I think, um, and confidence going forward, uh, going out to uh, Kearney and winning on the road, first round of the playoffs last week. I think this game could be pretty close. Um, I think defenses are going to be <laughs> uh, obviously key in this one. I, I don't see a ton of offense. Um, you know, Tristan Gomez last week, it it was a close game, a 0-0 against Pius after the first quarter, and Tristan just popped off a nice run. He is such a difference maker for them. I I, I can't, I mean, that was the first time I saw them live was last week, and he makes such a difference for Millard West, and defensively, they're so sound, they're so well coached. Um, Same thing with Elkhorn South, they're really well coached, they do a great job, um, you know, we'll see. It's going to be chunk plays, obviously, I think, that win it. Um, can Elliot Brown at quarterback make more plays um, than uh, Tristan Gomez? I, I don't know. And can Eli Husted uh, d- give me 10, 15, 20 yards uh, multiple times versus just two or three? Um, line play is, is pretty good. I'd say probably almost even. Um it, on the outside, it's probably even and maybe a slight edge to Millard West, I think, as far as uh, offensive and defensive backs. So I think it should be a pretty good game. Um, and that's the 8 o'clock game at Buell on Friday night. So we know about Elkhorn South's offensive line. We know about their – that's probably their strong suit. How does Millard West match up against that? You said it's about I even – but what's the key matchup to yeah, watch I think there? Baylor Brandon is, is a really big, strong, physical um, defensive lineman. He's committed to walking on at Nebraska. Uh, I liked what I saw from him last week. He moves really well and, and has some pop to him. So uh, I think that's probably the matchup. How do, you, how do you maybe look at the line and where do you match up? And, and you know, he probably won't go against Prohaska. Maybe he will sometimes. They can move him around a lot. Um, that, that's going to be one of the key matchups to watch during that game. Definitely. Our next game here, Omaha Burke against Bellevue West. And this is the one that everyone's looking at because if Bellevue West wins and Millard West wins, that sets up that much-anticipated semifinal that a lot of people wanted to be the state final this year. But the Bulldogs, Thunderbirds, what do we got here? Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to for the talent on the field. Um, I, You know, you have... Uh, Xavier Watts and Xavier Betts, Watts yep. at Watts at Burke and Betts at at uh, Bellevue West. Um, quarterbacks here, if you look at it, um, Reed Burke uh, at 
at at Omaha Burke. It's just weird to say that back to back. So Burke at Burke. We, we went from yeah. James Burke's at yeah. Omaha Burke to <laughs> yeah. Reed Burke and, at and, Omaha Burke. Yeah, and and having ha, Reed has done a nice job. He struggled a little bit at, at the beginning of the year and maybe a little, you know, towards the middle. And then he's now he's come along and done a really nice job for them. There was an um, adjustment. Uh, there right. always is transferred from Creighton Prep. Right, right. And then same thing, uh, Nate Glantz. So he transferred from Millard West. To Bellevue West, that's been almost seamless. He doesn't have any, um, really, any uh, turnovers. I don't think at one point he had no, um, no interceptions through. I think their eight games. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. he's uh, doing that either. But um, that, that he's he's a he's a, a pretty key part for them. Jay Ducker at running back, Jalen Russell at running back, Bellevue West and Omaha Burke uh, is also a, a key. Um, you know, two kind of stars at the, their positions. Um, so you have star wide receivers, star running backs, quarterbacks that have done pretty well. So then you look at the line play. So Caleb Robinson is a really good defensive lineman uh, for Omaha Burke. They're, um, they're going to match him up, and, and they use him kind of as a tight end too a mm-hmm. little bit. So you have uh, Thomas All that tackle. Um, those two will go against each other, I think, a little bit to um, Thomas All at, at Bellevue West. So when you have those two guys, um, they're both you know college prospects, FCS level at least prospects. Um, and then there's more talent. Michael Payne is a really good wide receiver, super quick guy uh, for um, uh, for Omaha Burke, and then. Uh, Nate Sullivan's committed to South Dakota State. Keegan Johnson is uh, has South Dakota State and uh, Northern Illinois scholarship offers. So those um, those guys at wide receiver and kind of defensive back too really help. Cruz Herado is the, uh, the kicker for Bellevue West. I like him. He's a multi-year starter for them at uh, in the defensive backfield. Safety can come down in the box. A linebacker too. I, there's a lot to like about this. Um, and then you have Devin Jackson, who's a kid that is just a sophomore um, that has uh, scholarship offers from Nebraska and Illinois at Omaha Burke. So a lot, that, a I lot, just of, a lot of talent about. on the field. <laughs> yeah. um, well, the, one, the one question I have here that's really interesting to me, in prior years, it wouldn't even be a debate. It would easily be that the Bulldogs have the better defense. This year, I think you might have to give the edge to Bellevue West. Yeah, I, they've. I mean, yeah, they they've definitely played better in a couple of TJ Griffin moving him to a defensive tackle from offensive. He was their center, and then they had some injuries, so they moved some things around. Um, he can play both ways and, and playing more defensive tackle than anything else. Uh, he's made a huge uh, jump for them from his junior year to senior year at Bellevue West. Mm-hmm. Um, Strength of schedule probably has a little bit to do with that, too, if you look inside statistics. Um, A guy that I really liked for Omaha Burke last week when I watched him against Miller North was Larry Bonner, an outside linebacker. He was making a lot of plays in the backfield um, all over the place. He's just a little guy, and you look at him, and you're like, what? So um, (laughs) how does he do that? But he kind of gets after. He's kind of that Burke uh, stereotypical. They're they're middle linebackers uh, this year. Um, smaller guys, but quick and, and super smart. And he's kind of matches or fits that role or that mold. Definitely. Our next matchup here, I feel like is the most underrated of the weekend, but is also the best. Millard South against Grand Island. Yeah, let me tell you. Um, 
There is a revenge factor big time in this game. <laughs> so uh, Grand Island won last year at Millard South uh, in the uh, in the quarterfinals. Same same yep. situation, right? And uh, there's a photo, and I remember seeing it. And I'm sure it's probably in a locker room somewhere from Millard South um, of a player that was down uh, for Grand Island that wasn't called down and ended up being a touchdown uh, on that yep. drive and all that. I don't know if you remember that, but I remember that was, that was kind of a big deal. So um, I'm sure that's something that's stuck in <laughs> Millard South uh, players' minds. So um, really good matchup here. It's it's. The line play is probably an edge to Millard South, but I'll never count out Grand Island's line, no matter yeah. the size. They don't have the big names, um, all of those things. But they but always seem to be technically. He sound. is. They do such a good job. Um, Coach Tomlin does such a good job with those guys. It's it's he he's one of the best coaches in the state for that for a reason, and and that's one of them is the line play so good. Um, but you know, Caleb Francel. Matching up kind of against uh, Isaiah Harris and TJ Urban in that run game. Yep. Um, and stopping that run game is huge. So Harris can gash you, and like if he gets, if he gets past three yards, he's likely gone. Yeah. So keeping him contained is huge, and and really TJ Urban has the capability to do that as well. Um, Chase Perchels can't come back the last couple of weeks. Played really just some corner for them, so he's likely to match up against Brock Douglas, one of the better receivers in the state. Um, Carson Cahoy for Grand Island at um, at quarterback has had a really really nice season, and I don't think he's getting enough attention or, yeah. or respect. Um, he's a really really good athlete, and um, you know. I, his season has been phenomenal. I think so. he's done a better than expected job of replacing Cole Evans. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no question about it. I, you know, he was in a battle this summer in June. I was out um, for camp in Grand Island, and and he was battling for the starting spot. I mean, it's still kind of up in the air, so it wasn't just kind of given to him. So I think, you know, you have kind of stars there, and and. It should be a very interesting thing. Another guy, Antrell Taylor. I keep going back to him, but that guy can can cut you up real nice. Like he can return a kick on you. Um, use they use him a little bit jet sweep stuff. And Isaiah Harris missed a little bit of time with um, a, it looked like a calf to me, but it was yeah. reported as an ankle. But I, I think it's more of a calf. Um, I. I if he's out, then they moved. They moved Antrell Taylor in at running back, and he's more than capable. His speed is phenomenal too. Isaiah Harris looked healthy towards the end of that game, though. Right, right, yeah, <laughs> on a ninety-yard run or something. And then um, another name there is Brendan Anderson. Like, how much can he get after the quarterback? Yep. Um, for Millard South, and how much can he get after? Um, uh, I know Cahoy, that was... and that's that's a kid that that really is a good good defensive end kind of defensive defensive end pass rusher. Uh, kind of gets overextended a little bit where he just kind of uh, doesn't not a great run stopper because he wants to go make the sack all the time. Yep. He, he'll learn that uh, as it, as he gets older to kind of uh, you can fake him out a little bit on some of those things and we'll see if Grand Island tries to do that. Definitely, our last game here in Class A is also our only rematch for Class A. Omaha West Side against Lincoln Southeast. Warriors and the Knights played week three. It was a 22-17 win for Lincoln Southeast. Yeah, I was at that game for the first half, I guess. Uh, Southeast came back. Westside was up. Um, and then, it, it really, it was a it was that weird 4.30 in the afternoon game. Yeah. 
um, our four o'clock or whatever in the afternoon game that that the Omaha schools aren't used to. <laughs> yeah, the early um, game in Lincoln, and then and yeah, but it's not taking anything away from Southeast because no. they're really really good. Their their line play is great. Uh, Xavier Trevino is Xavier Trevino is is really good. Committed to walk on in Nebraska for me is one of the best linemen in the state. Offensive lineman, interior lineman. Um, projected as interior lineman, they use him as kind of a tackle. But yeah, um, and then the Apple gets uh, both of them. Isaac yes. and his and his little brother are very good, um, great athletes. And Isaac Gifford had a big game too. Um, the guy for Southeast for me is uh, Nicolene is yep. such a stud. I I said it all year. Uh, said it a little bit last year when he was, he was at Northeast. He is such a difference maker for them. Um, and he takes a lot of heat away from Gifford because Gifford had to play running back last year, and now he doesn't, so he saves him a little bit more, uh, and they can rotate him in too, so uh, a lot there. Their running game is, is phenomenal. Uh, still got to complete some four passes, though. I mean, and that's kind yeah. of the, the, the biggest question there for Southeast, um, but uh, their line's really big. They're, uh, on their, the second level is really, really good, um, so completing passes against them is it can be questionable but and you've uh, seen that that's part of the blueprint to defeating west side just a few weeks ago millard south yeah, went into west side and gashed them. yeah yeah and that's something like tackling nicoline is going to be big grant taggy is their leading tackler at west side he's going to have to have a huge game big game mm-hmm. outside linebacker um I, I, for me i i think it's going to be another really tight game yeah um i think you know, Avante Dickerson's coming on. He's healthy. At that time, at that time, he wasn't really playing offense when they played that first game. So he was still coming off the hamstring yeah, injury. Yeah, now he's now he's playing a lot more offense. So it's a little bit different. Um, I, I I like to I kind of like what I see from West Side. They obviously have goals, and both teams mm-hmm. do. Um, you know, the last team standing for Lincoln is Southeast, and they've been one of the best in the state overall, no matter what, all season. So. Um, should be a, a fun matchup. I wish I was going to that one, but I'm not. <laughs> we and we should also mention Cole Payton for West Side. Yes, we're yeah, talking about yeah. quarterbacks that are playing really well. Yeah, Payton. another junior quarterback. Yep. Yeah, him, uh, him and Carson Hoy are two junior quarterbacks that are playing phenomenal football this year. Uh, Cole Payton, left-hander, throws the ball with some zip to it, um, and he he is a absolute threat with his legs too, um, and really. Uh, the first game that they played, Southeast kind of handled them a little bit in the run yep. game. So uh, if he can get out and get some some runs going, that'd be uh, that's going to obviously be a benefit to them. And another player for Westside, uh, Cal Weideman, he didn't play that first game either. Yep. So he's a really nice possession receiver um, that can get you that three, you know, to let's say it's third and four, he can pop, he can get that for you on a nice out route, or even if it's third and eight, he can get you nine. Um, so it's uh, it's a, it's an intrig- very intriguing game and, and one that should be really close, I think. Yeah, let's jump to Class B, and we have twelve games left to go through. So let's we won't go that deep. On yeah, the rest. we'll we'll go a little <laughs> quicker for these. Uh, Scotts Bluff versus Norris. Yeah. Um, question is: Is Sebastian Harsh going to play or not? Uh, he's been practicing this week. Um, didn't really play last week. Didn't need him to. Uh, if, if he doesn't go, it's a little scary for for Scott's Bluff. I think. Yeah. Uh, Norris is is Ashen Hausman's good. Uh, Aiden Otter's good. They got they got some guys and 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 they throw the ball around a little bit. So um, 
We'll see. I, you know, it's a tough matchup. I think for Norris, just Scottsdale's size is is really good. So I, um, harsh is the big question though. If if he can't yeah. play, you just don't know what you're gonna get. Our next one here: Omaha Roncalli versus Grand Island Northwest. And last week in uh, their win over Plattsmouth, yeah. the Crimson Pride's win, Jack Dotzler set an 11 man record. Not just Class B, mm. 11 man. Yeah. Well, that's all classes. All classes yeah. Record for passing yards, mm-hmm. 434, and passing touchdowns, seven in a playoff game. And that passing touchdown's previous record, I believe, was five. Shattered that. Shattered passing yards by about 50, 60 yards. Last year, we had Baylor Shireman doing Baylor Shireman things. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be the playoff run of Jack Dotsler doing <laughs> Jack Dotsler things? Yeah. Um, I, if he does this against North, if he does anything similar to close to 400, Against uh, Northwest, uh, just give it, give them the title because <laughs> there's no. I mean, the Northwest defense is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grady Grice is is a, a stud athlete. I mean, the dude when I saw them play Hastings, he had uh, he's out there just throwback, right? No no gloves on, no long sleeves on, no tights on underneath. He was wearing shorts, <laughs> and he would or he was wearing just regular old socks. Uh, and his uniform and no gloves or nothing on his hands, no fancy, <laughs> Old school. no fancy nothing. Like he was just getting after people. <laughs> the uh, the the quarterback matchup here is is a fun one because Rand Sanders is, has had a nice season too for Northwest. Um, can Northwest stop their passing game? They stopped Hastings' passing game in what week seven, eight. Yeah. Um, I mean, when they say I stop them, they shut it down. So yeah. we'll see if they can do that that this week. Definitely. Our next matchup here, Waverly against Hastings. Yeah, uh, Waverly, it, it, Mason Neiman, health there is kind of a question. I think um, it, there's people who think Hastings can get this one done, um, and basically they're going to have to stop the run game, and that's something that they struggle against against Northwest, so th- their loss on the season. So I, uh, But Hastings' passing game is can be dynamic, very much so. Um, should be an intriguing matchup. I, you know, I look at Trevor Brown at, at uh, Waverly, and uh, he's a big old leaner, mauler offensive lineman, and they just run right at you. So we'll see how um, that one. But it, it uh, slight edge, obviously, I think to Waverly, but Hastings definitely has a shot there. Yeah, and the winner of that game gets the winner of our next one, Bennington against Scott. And I know a lot of people want that Scott Waverly rematch. Mm. Um, Bennington and the Skyhawks, they played week one early in the season. A lot has changed. Mm. 49-28 win for Scott. Yeah, I, um, Tyson Gordon, health is still kind of there. I mean, I know he's going to play. He's a gamer he's stud. Uh, nothing more really to say. He can yeah. play every position on the field, I think. Quarterback, um, safety, yeah. kicker, yeah, drives punter, the bus. Yeah, all that stuff. So, and then, uh, but Bennington, um, Nick Bone, and Tyler LeClaire. Tyler LeClaire had a, a phenomenal week with five touchdowns last week, too, in the first round. Um, and they passed around a little bit. And that's been one of Scott's kind of bugaboos they had against Ron Colley earlier this year, give a lot of passing yards and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I mean, it's going to be hard to make up 21 points. Yeah, yeah. Frankly, it is. But LeClaire being kind of fully healthy and back and using him a lot more is a difference. He's one of the better junior uh, football players in the state. All right. And before we get to two Class C 
classes. Uh, I want to take a minute here and thank our sponsor again, MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. You can find them at mdwestone.com. Class C1 here, Adams Central against Aurora. Yeah, uh, rematch of the first game of the season. Um, but Aurora was – and that game was surprised. People were like, whoa, Aurora lost to Adam Central. Well, <laughs> Adam Central turns out they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and Aurora – you know, I saw Aurora play, I think it was week three against Wahoo. And Coach Peterson told me, he goes, you know, Mike, we're just really young. Like, we just need to figure out how to play. Well, they've won, what, seven in a row? Yeah. Um, Replacing the aforementioned Baylor Yeah, Shireman. yeah. And, and Cade Morrill had a lot of dudes. So um, – or Cade Morrill is still there, sorry. But I think this game will be a lot closer. Um, they Ryan Marlott's going to play at tackle. He got hurt um, that first game. I, this game should is wouldn't be necessarily surprising if Aurora won just because they've been playing really well. Um, and But Adam Central obviously has two. They're undefeated and, and uh, kind of handled them a little bit the first, first time. So... Uh, we'll see, you know, if, if Aurora can. Aurora was kind of my dark horse, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, in C1 it, as a nine seed. I was like, whoa, that's uh, tough there. So um, it, it, that game is, is pretty, it has my kind of radar up, if you will. <laughs> so I, I think that one, that I'll be following that one closely. All right. Ord versus Pierce. Yeah, Pierce um, been dominant all year. Uh, Pierce and Wahoo have all year long people have said those are the two teams that are going to get it done and all that stuff so um Ord's had a nice season I think it probably ends here with Pierce I I just I, I don't know how you beat them like they're they're really good and they rotate like 11 linemen they do that's a lot like probably nine all right Ashland Greenwood versus Wayne yeah Wayne's two losses on the season have come uh to to Pierce and Wahoo Respectful two, losses. Two very good teams. Now it was like 49 and 42 to nothing, but still very two very good teams. So uh, Wayne's pretty good, but Ashen Greenwood is really good too. Yeah. Uh, and Bryce Kittrell is a phenomenal football player. Uh, Cal Jacobson has had a nice, nice season. Um, I, I think this is probably one where it uh, wouldn't shock me if Wayne gets it done, but Ashen Greenwood I think has been that team kind of flying sort of under the radar because they weren't – you know, your Adam Central or Wahoo um, or um, or Pierce. Uh, sorry, they weren't one of those teams yeah. um, throughout the season. And Adam Central just kind of crept up in nice little season here. And it's like, okay, like we're pretty <laughs> good too here, guys. So um, that's something I said a couple weeks ago. I, I thought that they they they'd be pretty good. So I I don't know. You know, I, Wayne has had a really nice run, and like I said, their only two losses are those two. Yeah, and the winner of that game will get the winner of Columbus Scotus against Wahoo. We've talked about it. Wahoo's they, good. Yeah, and they played uh, week nine, but Tyler Palmer didn't play uh, for Scotus, and he is an absolute difference maker. Um, last week against Newman, he uh, he basically handled the Cavs, and and I think this game is probably going to be a lot closer than the first time. Um, but Wahoo's good. Trevor Lubin's good. Coulterman is a good uh, linebacker for them, too. I, um, I think it's a collision course. I've said it kind of all along for Pierce and Wahoo to be in the finals. Wahoo's never done it before. 
Uh, yeah. They never made it to, to the state finals. So I think this might be their year. They've been upset the last two years uh, in the semis. So I, I think this is probably their year to, to at least make it there and uh, be intrigued if, you know, um, if that Ashland Wahoo game, that's kind of kind of fun, kind of close uh, uh, rivalry sort of issue, if you will. There, if that happens, not to put the cart before the horse. It's class C two Sutton versus Battle Creek. Uh, Battle Creek's had a nice season. They only have, lo- have the one loss. I uh, can't remember to who it was earlier in the year, but um, I, I think it was week one. And Sutton has their one loss is to uh, Carney Catholic, so which is a C one team. Uh, Sutton's the number one seed. Battle Creek is not a super surprise. It wouldn't surprise me if, if Battle Creek won this game. Um, they've been playing really well and uh, had a nice run here. So, um, like I said, only lost the one game. And it was early in the year. All right. BRLD, Bancroft, Rosalie, Lions, Decatur versus North out. Bend Central. <laughs> uh, North Bend I saw um, at week seven or something like that. Um, against Shelby Rising City, and, and they really, really impressed me. Um, defensively, they're really good. Uh, Brecken Peters is a really good linebacker, kind of wide receiver for them. Um, BRLD, though, Gatsmeyer has been phenomenal. Lucas Vota, I, don't, I think he's still out with ribs and whatnot. I'm not sure he's going to even come back if they do win this game. Yeah. Um, I, this is kind of North Bend's spot to, like, Hey, we've we've come like we've made it now. Yep. You know, um, they've struggled for years, uh, and now kind of coming back football wise, they've struggled for years. And this group is kind of, I think, the ones that want to take them, you know, far at least. And and this, this would be a huge statement win if they can get it done. Um, it's going to be tough because Gatsmeyer is is uh, I think probably clearly your uh, C two quarterback, uh, all state quarterback this year for sure. All right, St. Paul against David City Aquinas. Right here's the Aquinas. Right, they started. What they had, they have three losses, and everyone's kind of like writing them off. Uh, no, they just win. <laughs> They're still here. In, yeah, in particular, uh, win in the playoffs and make it to state finals and win state championships because that's just what they do. Uh, St. Paul undefeated, but how good has their schedule been? Is the has been the question. But I will tell you, Eli Larson is a very good football player for them. Very, very, very good football player for St. Paul. And even if the season ends for St. Paul, football team undefeated right. on right. what? What is it? Yeah. November sixth, and their volleyball team undefeated, thirty-three and zero in the state tournament. Yeah, their volleyball team hasn't lost a set. Yeah, that's pretty phenomenal when you look at it. I this I. Larson is a, a huge difference maker for St. Paul, though. That kid is way good. Yeah. Um, and I, this is a, a super kind of another one of those intriguing games I'll be kind of watching as it as it uh, unfolds, obviously on Twitter and that. But um, I, I think that one's that one has a chance to maybe go either way. Just, you know, you look at Aquinas and they, they lost a couple games and they still are right in it. You know? yeah. and, and obviously always dangerous with their running, running attack. And our last one in Class C2, it's an intriguing storyline to me. Oakland mm-hmm. Craig against Donovan, Donovan Trumbull. You were out at Oakland Craig a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. just six, seven months ago. Their field was under mm-hmm. six feet of water, and now they are one win away from the semifinals, two wins away from going to Lincoln. Right. Um, and, that's, and we're focusing on Oakland Craig. Donovan Trumbull has also had a great season. 
Yeah, if you look at yes, uh, Oakland Craig. The the one thing here, I'm I'm looking it up real quick if I can um, find it. But the one kind of question for Oakland Craig, they lost their quarterback to what is believed to be a concussion yeah. last week. So their backup had to come in and play. Um, Any he, he frankly he got the job done for. Yeah. Him. Um, Wyatt Seagren's a really good player. Oakland Craig, they use him tight end, uh, defensive end. He's a huge disruptor as a defensive in tackle pass rusher just because I mean he's six seven and huge so um that's something that's a question so uh the Knights last week here at uh, Grady Gateway this is the five kind of things that I put together at the end of it yeah Um, yeah, completed a pass to Caden Nelson uh to basically take a 22 to 19 lead in the third quarter last week when they were down to Hardington Cedar Catholic Oakland Craig did the the storyline here is um Donovan Trouble beating defending champion uh, uh, Centennial last week and Griffin Hendricks in 2017 when UTAN was the 16 seed, I believe, and Oakland Craig was the one. Uh, they went in and beat Oakland Craig, and Griffin Hendricks was a quarterback at UTAN then in 17. They moved. He's now at Donovan Trumbull and had a really nice year for Donovan Trumbull, and that's part of the reason why they're in the position they are with one one loss i think on the year so there's a little bit of <laughs> reminds me of that old yogi berra deja vu quote i'm not saying it's gonna happen but but it definitely could happen yes all right well that was 16 quarterfinal games deep breath rapid fire yeah breathe in <laughs> If you need to, re-listen to it. Plenty of nuggets from Sodder. Next week, we'll be back to preview semifinal action. Until next time, thanks for listening.